still? No. <laughs> what song is that? I'm just messing with you. As we know, life is full of surprises, both good and bad, and the day-to-day journey is full of unforeseen obstacles, and sometimes it's hard for us to see our way through. Beyond the normal mundane or where an unscripted dreams live, join us for thought-provoking discussions and interviews to help us navigate through the fog and create our own path. We are the Unscripted Dream Podcast, operating outside the margins to motivate and inspire our audience. So, ladies and gents, gents and ladies, today's episode is titled as From the Ashes. So, you may want to know what the heck is From the Ashes. Like, what do you mean by that, Joe and Marcus, or Marcus and Joe? And literally, From the Ashes... Like today, we really just want to focus on the whole concept of like you, we don't like using the term, which is really popular. It's like getting it out the mud. You know what I'm saying? Like you started at a negative point and now you're trying to rise to either balance out or be ahead of the game, so to speak. I don't know. I guess, I guess it depends on whoever, who's ever listening, but you know, like from the ashes, it's literally just a playoff of just, you know, you know, getting yourself out of a bad spot or a hard spot. So I was watching this a video from, uh, from uh, Gary V. The title, if you want to look it up, it's 30, 30 plus and still lost. And I had never like seen anything like this, but it was Gary V was at some event and there was this guy who came up to talk to him and he had. Like he was in his early 30s. I think he's like 32 or something. And this guy had like developed this complex around. He was a, like he overcame addiction. He's an alcoholic. And from what he was kind of communicating, he had kind of squandered all of his opportunities. But what he did was he went to Gary, like his intention of going to this event and talking to Gary V was like, he was, he was punishing himself for his downfall. And I thought I had never quite, it's interesting. I mean, I hope if you have time, like watch it, I've never seen anything like that. Like he was, he was going in. It's like, if you go into a room and you know, you're about to get jumped, like he was going to get beat up and like he was just walking into it. Like, like, give me your worst. And it was, what was unique about this interaction? And I encourage you to listen to this just to check out that video. But what was unique about it is that, you know, Gary V's response to this guy, like it just, it, he was like very shocked and he like in his like burst, like it's like a four minute video, but what he was able to do in that period of time is kind of make him understand that for one 32 is still pretty young. Right. Like it's not like, and that's what it's like, it's not over. That's why I always talk about when you see somebody says eight, like they 19 or 18 or 20 or something. And they'd be thinking, thinking like everything is like in the, in the pits, I'm like, man, you got, but you have so much time, you know, left to repair whatever early, very early adult things you have, you've done to to yourself and to others. But I said, when I watched this video and you actually just hear about this guy overcoming addiction, he said his family, like his family disowned him. Nobody wants to talk to him. He's a loser and all this other, you know, all these other things that he just felt useless. But what he didn't understand is that for one, he overcame addiction. And then two, he's showing up like this guy, his, just to beat any kind of substance abuse, like that's a feat by its own, like in its own, like that's extremely difficult to overcome. 
And for him to do that, and then like, that's him probably overcoming that addiction. For me, I'm like, man, this guy's back to zero. Like he has a shot, but in the process of engaging in all that destructive behavior, he burned bridges with his family. So his family didn't talk to him and things like that. But the thing that he did do was show up. He showed up at an event where he was able to talk to somebody who was able to give him some insight to help him. So he wasn't quite as low as maybe he thought in his mind. And I think that's a good thing just to watch and just kind of see, like kind of see that psychologically, like his, his processes. But I, I guess that's what kind of spurred me to kind of want to have this discussion is that I know there's a lot of people that you feel like there's no hope and you hit these lows. Like we've all hit, or I've definitely hit all time lows. I hope not to go to new all time lows, but it's possible. Right. So, but you hit these all time lows and you have to make a decision and think about like, what are you going to do to get out, like to get out of the hole? Cause if you, like you can go down bad and not recover. And that's, that's the scary thing. And you still have a lot of time on the clock. And I guess I just wanted to kind of speak, speak on that today. Okay. So when you say that and how you ended, ended that with, with what, you know, you've been talking for these past, what, four minutes, that makes me think, what is your biggest fear, man? I know what my biggest fear is. And the only reason why I'm thinking in this way is because I was watching an interview last week about young Jeezy and what he said resonated with. And he had a conversation and I think it was a show called million dollar worth of game. And me and him have the same fear. Our biggest fear is failure. So when you talk about something like that, like, you know, that resonates with me, like how that guy may feel like, you know, his biggest fear clearly was failure, man. So I'm not sure if that's like a complex with certain people that actually feel failure, you know, fear failure, the reason why they just kind of like overdo it or overreact. But I can't say from my own experience or my perspective, like, you know, you don't take nothing like lightly, you know, everything is like serious, like to you, especially when it comes to like potential for success. Like when I was 19 or 18, the way I was moving, I was moving like I wasn't going to get another shot. I don't know if that was just because of my upbringing and how hard my people were on me when I came up. But that was just my mindset, like even in sports, like, hey, if I can't meet this certain goal or this or meet this standard, I'm not doing it right, you know? Don't mess with it. Move on to something else or something different. So I guess I'm asking you, Marcus, like, do you think that matters? Like, was is that your mindset as far as, like, that may be one of your biggest fears is failure? Is that something you can resonate with as far as the story that you told? I wouldn't say, I don't know. I don't know if I would say it's a fear of failure. I definitely don't. I can, with a hundred percent certainty to, I'm, I'm not interested in failure. That's, that's, that's a fact, but no, I think that you, you, like there's, there's a thing with like negative and positive thinking and things like that. And if you believe that you can win, I believe that I can win. I still lost lose some things, but you have to believe in yourself. Like you got to believe in yourself though. And that's, and that's the thing. And sometimes like failure is just not an option and failure in the, like in the macro, like when you look at the big picture, like failure for me is just giving up. 
that's feeling you're just giving up and just becoming a bum in society. That's what failure is for me. So I'm not, I think my mindset is such I'm not worried about failing. I'm more concerned about, I'm more fearful of the duration that it's going to take for me to get, <laughs> for me to get where I'm trying to go. That's what I'm worried about and kind of worried about what type of like how life will beat down on me as I kind of like maneuver to like a different phase in my life. At least that's what I'm working towards. So I think that's my fear is that just like time is not favorable to me, <laughs> but, but yeah, not, not scared to fail. You gotta be, you gotta be a little fearless out here to shoot these shots, you know? So, <laughs> but that's kind of my answer to that. So what's, I guess with that being said, what are some of the biggest feats that you overcame? I'm talking about like big, as far as like you didn't necessarily see the light at the end of the tunnel when you initially started, or even if you were in the middle of it, like, so no one of them, one of them would be your progress through college. Oh yeah. That's some classic. I'm not going to say how long you were in college for, but you know, long time, <laughs> but you know, like. You know, like everybody's story is different. Like you run into like all kind of pitfalls. Nobody understands that except for the people that went through that process, right? How hard it is to like keep yourself on that track. So I guess what would be one of your biggest feats and how did you, how did you combat that? Like, how did you overcome that? I think one of my biggest, I think, well, the college thing, I don't know if that's applicable that's just because of, that's fine. just because of. I was in college for almost seven years, so, but I don't care. Like, it's not, not ashamed of that, but, but I, shouldn't be. I think, I think one of the things was like me growing up, having a speech impediment, I still have a speech impediment. She listened to me talk long enough. She's going to hear it, but it was one of those things where like, if you go back to like almost fucked out of college, cause I didn't want to get up and talk in front of a group of people. So like when you grow up with something. And you have to, and it's not like I'm going to therapy and getting, like going and getting help with talking to people. Like I have to, like either I learn how to get up and talk in front of like a hundred, you know, these lecture halls, a lot of people in these classes. All right. So it's, it's, it's not easy to get up and go talk, at least for me, you know, to get up and go talk, you know, talk, talk in front of people. But I think what I came to realize is that for me to advance professionally, I needed to get comfortable speaking in front of people. And it wasn't until I got out of college and I hit a point where it was either get over the fear of talking to people or talking in front of people and them laughing at you or making fun, like making fun of you or something or people not respecting what you have to say because you stumble over your words. Like I had to let that go like all the way. I was on the call today. I had a call today. It was like 20 people. I was stuttering on there. Like, yeah, it happens. Yeah, it happens. But it's one of those things where, like, you can't let that, you can't let stuff like that deter you. So that's probably, like, in life, one of the biggest things. Because I wouldn't be, you now say, here, come on this podcast every week and talking on here. Like, come on, man. Like, you made a little bit of credit. But but uh, but I think for me, that's, I think for me, that's, that's one of mine. Because that was all, like, that was all internal for me. That was something that, like, nobody... Like really, really helped me with, like, I just had to kind of come to terms with it, like within myself pretty much, but 
What about you, Joe? I know you got, I know you got a good one for us, man. Go ahead. And then share them. There's so many I can think of, honestly. I'm trying to be as vulnerable as possible, I guess. So I would say one of mine would be a complex I had starting at a younger age. You know, like in today's world, you talk about bullying. Boy, did I get it. Like I've been bullied in different facets. But, you know, when I was younger, I think one of the biggest ones was like, I was a bigger kid, chubby, you know, I used to wear bugle boy. So if anybody knows about bugle boy clothing, <laughs> they got what a size they call huskies. So, you know, <laughs> and you know, I was very, I guess, insecure as I guess that's the more proper term for it, but I don't even know if it was insecure. It was just more so like, I just didn't like people talking about, you know, that's that really was what it was. I was comfortable in my own skin. I just didn't like people talking about it. And uh, you know, people call you fat boy, or you know, I have a nickname, you know, cover your ears, kids, but you know, people call me tits or something like that because you know, I was a bigger kid, you know, like I was chubby. So naturally, with that being said, you know what I'm saying, you kind of get in the F the world attitude or you know, you're mad at the world attitude just because, you know, people are judging you just because of how you look. And, you know, I really didn't have the mindset that I do now to realize, like, maybe they saw something in me that they were jealous of or something like that. Or maybe they saw something in me that they couldn't do. Or it could always be the latter where, hey, man, you just fat and you just look hilarious. Like, that could be very well possible, too. But Either way, my whole thing is I didn't understand until I got older what they thought was irrelevant, how they felt was irrelevant, and I really shouldn't care about that. It wasn't like I was obese because I was one of those big kids that was light on their feet. So I would be playing sports and I would be running faster than your most fittest kids. So it wasn't like it was... Like, oh, you were just fat, so and you couldn't do this, that, and the third. But it was more so like I could keep up with you and probably do better than what you can. But it was just that that was just my physical physique. So if you think of someone like a Zion Williamson, like I was just big, but your physical ability is incredible. That's that's where I was at and at that younger age. Now once I got older and I went to high school or whatnot, that kind of changed. You know, I leaned out, I got introduced to weights, got obsessed with that. And I became something different where people now are like, dang, man, you cock diesel, like you big, man, like you too big now. And, you know, like it was just always funny to me because it was like back then, you know, I was fat and now I'm just too muscular and too big to the point where y'all don't want to mess with me or talk with me or nothing. Or, well, play with me, so to speak, with, you know, play around with me because you think I'll probably like fold you up like a pretzel or something. So it's, it's just, it's just funny how I went through those two extremes. Like, you know, like I can't say that everybody's went through that, but that was, in, you know, that was my lifelong experience to the point where like, I always had some kind of complex about like my appearance from a physical stature. I think that was one of the biggest things ever for me 
as far as like on the journey to finding myself, self-identity. And I'm glad that I was able to overcome that because I know there's so many people that do not like themselves from a physical appearance. You know, I'm saying there's a ton of us out there that are still battling with that, even well up until like your later adult ages. You know what I'm saying? Like there's a lot of people that are happy with that. And I just want to say that, you know, that's a feat that I'm happy that I was able to overcome. Mm. Like occasionally I'll be like, okay, I probably do need to lose some weight. But, you know, it's just a common statement. You know what I'm saying? It's it's normalized. I'll say that much. But I know that I'm healthy and I don't necessarily, you know, it's not really like one of the most serious things on my list as far as like me. It's not a high priority is basically what I'm saying. I think I'm at a good spot where I'm in a good space. Yeah, I think that's a good, that's a, um, that's a good kind of story you, you, you share because you've been like, bullied you've been like i was thinking you spent most of your life now like in good health right yes, like yes. not not because i saw a picture of joe when he was a kid <laughs> for the first time in college i was like is this photoshop like i was like it's like is this because because man you look like a different like you're like a different person compared to i, thought, I was like this picture's not real really joking but but uh, that's one of those things and i think like if you're younger and you're listening to this even if you're in 30s 40s 50s like it's not too late like you can like swing the pendulum to the other like to the other side you just have to like you don't have to if you're not happy with how you look you don't have to look that way forever or if your health you can do things to improve your health yeah some things are limited but i mean you you can do something about that but what i guess the point that i'm trying to make is that if you you know if you spent years destroying your life or not like happy with your life like it may take you like years to rebuild like rebuild and that's that's okay. That's just part of the, the process. But what's important is that you at least get to the point where you can at least rise from the ashes and break even. And once you break even, then you're in a position to where you can really ask yourself, what did you learn? And then you can look at, start asking yourself, well, now that I broke even, what's next? And that's what we're going to be talking about in the next episode next week. Hey, Ghosty, you got anything else for it? Well, I mean, that's a great way to end it. I think that's very fitting, you know? So when you think about from the ashes, think about like a feat that you had that you had to overcome or that you actually ended up overcoming. One that's not necessarily still in progress, but one where you got to see it from start to finish or start to end. So just just be mindful of that. Like, you know, you're the you're the captain of your fate. Okay, you're the master of your soul. Look up Invictus, by the way. That's that's where I got that from. But it's basically saying that you're in control the whole time, whether you realize it or not. You make the choices you want to make. You do whatever the heck you want to do. Nobody can conquer your soul. You know, that's up to you to let that happen. So nobody can do Joe better than Joe. Nobody can do Marcus better than Marcus. Nobody can do you better than you. And I think that that's a very powerful thing that people need to know as long as they live on this earth. All right, take care. Be safe.